Welcome back to More About God Podcast. It's, again, me, your host, Carter Walnick. I got Luke again here. Luke? Yeah. Hey, what's up, guys? I didn't realize I was going to talk there. <laughs> That's all right. So today, um, we're actually in my Sunday school classroom, where I teach my kiddos, because we have been very busy. Yes, I have. And I know you have too, so... <laughs> we, have had, we have not had much time to do a podcast. We said Sunday, between services, we're going to get together, we're going to do it. So I am in my suit, and he is in his church clothes, and here we are, about to do a podcast. And today's topic, pride in obedience. So last week we talked about, you know, pride in life, you know, the generalization of pride. And now we're going to start getting into the nitpicky stuff about pride and obedience. And one of the people I was talking to Luke about was Jonah. And Luke had some uh, interesting facts that he brought up too, and I think he said he mentioned a little bit of a fall too. And maybe even, uh, honestly, if you think about it, Abel and Cain and Abel. Yeah. Or the children of Israel in when after they got out of Exodus. I mean, there's a lot. Literally all the time children of Israel. Yeah, you just... Back and forth. You just like go through the children of Israel. You, you see a lot of pride in their walks and stuff. And we're going to get to some of that. But right now, we're going to talk about, um, I'm gonna, well, I'm going to read a little bit of Jonah here, and we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about where Jonah went wrong. We've we got some things we're going to say, and we're going to have a good conversation, as good old brother Word would say. Now, the word of the Lord came unto Jonah, the son of Ammonite, saying, Arise, go into Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for the wickedness is come up before me. But Jonah arose to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. We're going to stop there because we don't need every bit of detail because we're not talking about the story today. But Luke, what's your thoughts on that first? So it's like beginning thoughts. You look at your Jonah. What do you think is going on in your mind, maybe? Well, you see, obviously Nineveh back in those days was a great city, right? Big city, yeah. A big city. And um, they were very wicked, as we re- if you read down the chapter. And we were just discussing this um, before we started this. That um, big thing is, like, if I was Jonah and Nineveh, because we know it's really it's a wicked city, and it's going to get destroyed if they don't repent, what God told Noah. Or, I mean, no, no, Jonah. <laughs> yeah, it's all right. And um, if I was Jonah in this, thinking, like, if I was Jonah looking at this, and God just told me, go to Nineveh, I'd be like, they're going to kill me. They're going to kill me for going and saying, you're going to get destroyed if you don't repent. Like, I don't know. I'd probably do the same thing that um, Jonah did, honestly, because I'd be scared that I wouldn't die. Yeah, we could talk. Some of it might be fear, but like I was saying, I think some of it might be more pride. You know, um, well, first you got to know what the, uh, the Nineveh was a great, great enemy of the Israelites. Yeah. Which Jonah was an Israelite prophet. And uh, if you look in chapter four here, and you read the first, uh, the second, uh, the first two verses, but this, this it displeased Jonah. Now, chapter three is about Nineveh repenting, so it it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he was very angry. And he prayed unto the Lord and said, "I pray thee, O Lord, was not this my saying when I yet?" In my country, therefore, I fled, therefore, unto Tarshish, for I knew that thou art a gracious God, merciful, slow to anger, and, gr- and of a great kindness, and repentest, repentest thee of the evil. Therefore, now, O Lord, take 
Take, I beseech thee, my life, for, me, for it is better for me to die than to live. He was so angry. He was so angry that Nineveh repented because he hated them. And that's originally why he fleed, because he knew they were going to repent. He knew God was a God of great mercy, and he would spare them, and he didn't want them to be spared. So in pride, he said, I'm out of here. No, I'm not going to. I don't want them to, re, to be spared. Look at what they did to my people. They're, I want them to die. And in pride, he disobeyed, and he ran. Yeah, because he thought he knew better than God. And yeah, like, I looked up. Um, I was doing some research on some pride and disobedience and stuff, you know. And I, and I looked up and I saw this one thing. It says, "Disobedience is essentially a prideful power struggle against someone in authority over us." You know, it could be parent, um, people in your life, a teacher. But it's almost all. It's ultimately God. Yeah. You know, because a proud person hates the fact that someone is above him. And with Jonah. He hates the fact that God, since God's above him, he doesn't like the fact that God wants him to do something that he doesn't want to do. And so he's proud of the fact that um, he doesn't like the fact that God wants to do it, right? He doesn't, he doesn't like the fact that God right now, in authority, is telling him to do something that he just doesn't want to see happen. Yeah, and you know, that, I mean, how many times, especially as young men, we feel this way. Yeah. Because... It is just, it, I know there is a um, stereotype out there. I don't believe it's completely true, but there is a little bit of truth to it, and that is young people think they know everything. Now, I don't believe young people think they know everything, but sometimes we get a little prideful, especially when we are right about one thing. Yeah. And even sometimes when we know we're right, we get prideful, and we try to come against that authority. But the fact is, that's not our place. As we need to be humble. And like First Peter says, be clothed in humility. Yeah. For God resists the proud and gives grace unto the humble. He talks about submitting. He says, "Younger, submit yourself to the elder." And like, I mean, the other day you're telling me about your dad. I mean, I can let you tell a story about your dad. Uh, I mean, you and him are doing tile. Oh yeah. Story. So me and dad, we were um, we were working in the field because that's what as we do job in the fields and stuff. We tile them. And I was. Um, covering a hole in dirt. I was filling it with dirt because once we dig the hole, we got to fill them back up. Otherwise, you know, the farmer drives the tractor and falling, right? Yeah. So I was filling up this hole and I was using a skid loader. And so I start going, but the way I'm doing it is I'm pushing, we have a pile of dirt right beside it and I'm pushing it in at an angle. And so what that does is it pushes more dirt. It pushes dirt in the hole, but it also pushes a lot of dirt like past the hole a little bit. Mm -hmm. And dad's telling me, Luke, you need to go in straight at it so you can push the dirt in right so get all the hole filled and not only part of it. And I was trying I was trying to tell Dad, like, Dad, I've been doing this for, like, five years. I know what I'm doing. But then I didn't realize what I started thinking about was is Dad's been doing it for over 20 years. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, so, and so eventually I changed. But the problem was is I had pride in my heart. I was thinking, no, I know better because I've done it for five years now. I know how to do this. You don't tell me what to do kind of thing. Yeah. And then I thought about it, and I had to ask for forgiveness. You know, I had to repent. You know, I prayed and asked God to forgive me and stuff. And Because I had to hum humble myself, and I eventually did listen to Dad because I was like, we're going to be talking about this soon. I gotta, if I can't do it myself, then I have no right you know, to share it. You have no right to have this conversation. <laughs> I get that. So, and, yeah. And it's true. Even, like, for me, well, I'm working with my dad. He's been in construction for more years than I've been alive. And I've worked with him, and you know I gotta watch myself because even if I think I know best, he knows better, and is more experienced. And even if I was right, it's not my place because I'm not over authority over him to 
stop that. I can't take pride in myself, even if you know more. And I think that's where it comes down to in the same verse when it says, elders, submit yourselves to the younger. Everyone, submit yourselves one to another. Yeah. Not talk about older, and honestly, you say older people submit yourself to some younger people. Yeah. My father is 50, gonna be 53 this year. There are people in this church who are 60. We have a 90 year old man in this church, and they know the Bible, they know it well. And they could honestly get up and say, Well, no, I know what I'm talking about. Some of them could, but the fact is, they know it's not their place. Yeah, it's not because God didn't put them in authority, He put dad in authority, and it is their job to submit to dad, either you know more or not. And if, there were, if you can go up and say, hey, I don't think you're right on this in a respectful, non-prideful way, just, you know, because you don't want him to fail. But you can't just go up in pride and be like, no, you are wrong. Let me tell you how I'm right and you're wrong. Because that is just pride. And in the end, you'll, you are really wrong. And sometimes, though it seems wrong, God has a greater plan because God is sovereign over everything. I heard a story one time. I'll tell you a story. I learned in FBI. This man was about to make a business decision. And his wife... Um, was his secretary actually also? No, well, no, she wasn't. It was just his wife. And you know, anyways, there's a marriage. You know, husband's supposed to be over the marriage. Anyways, and he said, "I'm gonna make this business decision." And she knew she was right that if he did that, the business would fail. It would not go. But he said, "This is what I believe God wants me to do," and he's gonna do it. And she said, but she decided to go against her husband's will and change it when he wasn't looking. So the business did end up growing, so that was great. But the fact is, then he was able to hire a secretary. He had an affair with the secretary and broke off his marriage. Married the secretary. God had a plan. If, it was God, if God had his plan, they would have still been married because God doesn't want us to have affairs. God doesn't want us to, you know, do that. And that was probably God's way of trying to stop him and maybe bring him into the ministry or do something better with his life. But his wife said, no, I know better. Yeah. When she, in the end, really didn't. Just like Sarah and Abraham. Yeah. Where God told Sarah she was going to have a baby, and she was in her, like, 80s or 90s, I think the Bible says. Yeah, about a, she, she's like 90-something, because Abraham yeah. was 100. And she thought, she laughed, literally laughed in the face of God. Yeah. You know? So she thought, she's like, I'm too old, my womb, you know, I can't have I can't have a baby at this age. And she took it upon herself to have Abraham, you know, go have an affair, if you will, with Hagar, one of his servants. Yeah, really. Honestly, oh my, you know, that is, that is a good point. I never thought about that. I mean, you think about it because um, Ishmael, the, the, the son of Abraham, uh, ended up becoming a great nation that actually plagued Israel for a very long time. Yeah. And the same thing you could almost look at in, uh, I, I, not Isaac, but Joseph. I'm thinking the son of, I mean, it means deceit, it means deceiver. That name. Well, oh, Jacob. Jake. Yeah, Jacob. Yeah. Uh, you think of Jacob, or also known as Israel. I mean, two women had a lot of pride trying to get one more child than the other, and it caused huge division, especially for Joseph. The one woman who couldn't, uh, Rebecca, I think it was her name, Joseph's mom's name. Yeah. Yeah. So Rebecca, you know, she couldn't have children. She got jealous. She gave, um. Wait. Are you talking about Samuel? No. I'm talking about Joseph. You're talking about Joseph. I'm talking about Joseph when he got... Because Joseph was his Rachel. Rachel. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for correcting me. Rachel. I'm trying to think. Not I'm Rebecca. spacing now for some reason. Me too. You're all sitting there like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> That's not the Bible story. Anyways, back to what I was saying. Joseph, I mean, look, all his brothers sold him into slavery. Yeah. And, well, first of all, wouldn't have that many brothers if they didn't... 
commit all that sin. They didn't do it their way. And another, another aspect I'm checking up here is, um, honestly, I mean, Jacob, Jacob himself stole the birthright, um, stole a bunch of things, and in the end, God kind of, he got, you know, deceived himself yeah, and married God Leah. Yeah, plan for Jacob to get the birthright, but it wasn't the way that Jacob did it. No. Because Jacob went against what God was had in store for him yeah, in the future. Yeah, and honestly, I do believe that's why Leah happened. Yeah. When he was deceived to have Leah. And that caused a huge amount of problems in that home. I oh, mean, yeah. brother selling another brother into slavery, I call that one or two problems. <laughs> Just Just maybe. <laughs> maybe. Also, I mean, caused, caused problems with his own brother. And in late, again, later years when the people became great nations, uh, Israel's brother, Jacob's brother, uh, descendants attacked Israel's descendants on the way as they were going to the promised land. Yeah. And then actually those people end up getting wiped out by Saul. And then we see Saul's disobedience in pride because God said, hey, kill everything, kill the cattle, kill the everybody. But he saved the king alive and he saved the um, all the cattle. Uh, yeah, oxen and sheep and stuff. I was just reading that today. Yeah, and he's talking about, hey, we'll save them, sacrifice to God. He thought he knew better, but that's not what God wanted. He didn't know yeah. better, and you know what? He lost his throne because of it. Yeah, and in the end, what, what I'm seeing here, after all these stories you kind of brought up, in the end, what pride does is it ruins everything you have, pretty yep. much. And especially when you go to put your pride in your own disobedience. I mean, yeah, like look at um, Abraham and them, Sarah and Abraham. Abraham had a son with Hagar. He ended up literally like plaguing the Israelites, which was the descendants from um, what's his name, Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. And so that that was a result of pride. You got Saul. He loses his throne. Of a result of pride and disobedience. Yep. And then um, what was the other? Jacob. He also he had he married Leah first. He's supposed to marry Rachel because of his disobedience and pride. Yeah. And then you got Jonah here. I mean, wanted to kill himself. Yeah. He's had pride and disobedience. He got swallowed by a fish. Personally, don't want to try that. <laughs> if you do, cool for you. Not gonna do. Just not gonna do. And then oh my goodness, there was this other one I was thinking about. Who was? Well, no, it's not that. It's. Now, I mean, we look at that. Pride and disobedience is terrible. Yeah. We realize that pride affects um, you and your disobedience because when you have pride and you disobey, you think you know better when you really don't. But now let's look at maybe what what humility does. Yeah. Like one thing that humility does is it um, honestly people notice you more mm -hmm. when you're actually being humble. Like when your mom, one of the jobs I hate the most. Okay. In my house is mom telling me Luke to take out the garbage, okay? Because our trash can, our garbage, it's like it seems like it overflows a lot because we have sweet, you do, we have a lot of stuff going in there, and sometimes it's kind of messy inside. Like there's coffee, like coffee grounds we dump in after coffee in the morning, yeah. And like you stick your hand and push it down, you feel all that. Ooh. Oh, I hate that. And but whenever mom tells me that, it's like I don't like it. But if I just don't say anything, I go do it with a good attitude. Mom sees that, and mom comes back. She's coming back to me later that day before when I do that stuff. She's like, "Thank you for doing that with a good attitude." Yeah. So when you're humble, people notice it, and they will, and you'll get rewarded for that. I mean, also, I mean, it, yeah, you get rewarded, and you also like again, you get lifted. For God, like in that verse, God said He resists the proud and give grace unto the humble. We just had uh, the Spanish pastor come salute us. That's cool. Um, <laughs> But God said he would give, uh, he resists the proud. So he fights against the pride. We learn about that, but he gives grace unto the humble. Yeah. David. That's Ooh. who I'm thinking about right now. Because you think about it, someone who humbled himself before Saul. 
And guess who got the throne after Saul was kicked off? David did. And even, yes, David sinned a lot, but you know what? He humbled himself every time before God and asked for forgiveness. Yeah, because Saul never did. Every time before repentance, you have to have humility. Yeah. You can't come with a con broken and contrite spirit with pride. He listened in humility. When the prophet said, do this and that, he said, this is what God wants, do what God wants. Yeah. He obeyed God. Yes, he failed, because everyone fails. But, I mean, the Bible said it got, David was a man after God's own heart. Yeah. And, I mean... If you go out through, out through the rest of the Bible, you see like a lot of kings fail. Like Solomon, wisest man on the planet, ended up marrying too many people, ended up going into false gods. He failed. And in so doing, he should have lost the throne. But you know what God said? You will keep the throne for my servant David's sake. Yeah. And then when his son lost like 85 to 90% of the kingdom, he didn't lose all of it because he said, uh, David house will rule before my David's servant's sake. Yeah. For David's sake. See, David was long dead and then like in Abraham's bosom and having all that good stuff. But just because David was such a man of God, had so much humility that even his his generations after that were still feeling that effect. And again, Jesus Christ came from the line of David. If you actually go back through the lineage of um, Mary and Joseph, Joseph was straight from the line of David. Yeah. Like he was the son of like he was one of he would have been like uh like the son of Saul in a way. But Mary came from a different son of David, actually. So both sides were connected in a way. Both sides had David in them. And so Jesus was related straightly related to David. Yeah. I mean the savior of the world because of David humbling himself before God and saying, Oh, even I have failed. I love God. I'm going to obey Him. I'm going to realize I am wrong. I'm going to follow God more than myself. Yeah, and we all, we even see like in um, Samuel, I think it is. It talks about David, you know, and when he sinned with Bathsheba. Yeah, he stayed back. He he thought he knew what he, he knew what he thought he knew best, right? And what yeah. he was doing, and in the end, it sin hurts. Sin yeah. hurts you and your family and everything, and that's what pride does. I've exactly. seen every single story. Yeah, and you know, we see a lot of that pride. It will hurt. It will damage you. Pride and disobedience always has a long-lasting effect. Look at, again, Abraham. Um, well, more like Sarah. Again, had pride and disobedience. And they created a entire people to fight against Israel. Yeah. And that just keeps going. Every time someone had pride and disobedience, David, when he had pride and disobedience with Bathsheba, they lost their first son. But every time you, uh, you're humble and obey... Again, look at David. All throughout history. I mean, Jesus comes from David. Every time one of David's someone fails, he's like, I'm not going to destroy thee for thy servant, for my servant David's sake. For my servant David's sake. Yeah. Because David did such a great thing for God. Was such a, a lo love God so much, had such a heart for God that God said, You know what? You maybe failed, maybe done this, but you're humble, you'll listen. And that's why he took David over Saul. David was not a big man, Saul was huge. I mean, think about it. He was what you want in a king, worldly. But David is what you want in a king, reality. Yeah. And one thing I want to do, I want to challenge you. I want to challenge myself. Next time we have someone um, ask, to, ask us to do a job or a task, do it in a, um, in a humble spirit. Yeah. And test that and see... Don't always don't go off and do it the proud spirit then after that, but like just see how it works for you. 
Exactly. Because I've done I've done that before, like not really challenge myself, but I've kind of I've noticed that when I do it in a proud spirit, I don't feel as good after I do it. No. And like it's just when you look back and the people who did that, they don't look at you as like that no. was great to do that. But when you do it in a happy spirit, like in you're happy to do whatever job they have you have you do in a humble spirit, they always usually they come back. Ninety percent of the time they come back and say. Thank you for doing that. Exactly. Kind of thing. And they always give you praise at the end. So I guess that's a challenge for this week um, in these conversations. Is that humble? Be humble. Be obedient. Yeah. Because obviously pride and disobedience gets you nowhere. But humility and obedience gets you everywhere. So that's going to cut it for today. Man, that was, that conversation felt like it went by fast and well. I didn't think we were going to get done before 20 minutes. So that was okay. <laughs> but we got some more podcasts we got to record. We're going to... Keep, we're gonna, we're hitting this grind pretty hard. I'm so thankful for all of you guys listening. Every time I look at my phone, the crowd is growing. I think we got seven plays per episode now. That's awesome. People are listening. Keep sharing. Keep sharing. We love doing this. We love that people want to listen to us. It's amazing. Again, thank you for coming out. This has been More About God with Carter Wallenbeck and Luke Gilbert. Uh, we'll come back to you guys next week. Hopefully, you guys are ready because we're going to start next week. Um... A series because we're gonna continue with this series. We're doing both series. We're gonna, it's gonna be a lot for me and Luke, but we 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 were so excited about this because this we're awesome. we're talking about it. It's so cool. But we're gonna go through a, a almost like an adult slash kid slash it's like a family series. So we'll have some stuff for the adult and then we'll have some stuff for kids. What it is is we're going through the Bible story, the story of the Bible. We're not skipping any stories. We're going to the not so well known stories and those really well known stories from David and Goliath to like. I don't know what's a not well-known story that you think of right now that's just really kind of oh, not man. there. I don't know, honestly. I'm all not all like those. David counting the people in sin. I mean, how many yeah. people actually know that? I didn't really know that story until I went or to Faith by One Institute. Or like, um, some of the ones in the New Testament. Oh, my goodness, yeah. Like, we got Timothy and stuff, how he, or like um, Paul and... Um, I think it's Silas. Yeah, they fought over. They they had they separated over. Oh, no, it's Paul Barnabas. Paul Barnabas that, they separated over John Mark. Yeah, and honestly, that's an amazing story. The redemption of John Mark and the and the encouragement of Barnabas. That's a message that one day I'll probably preach and we'll probably end up talking about. That might be. That's gonna be fun. <laughs> we might have to skip to that one. But hey, come back next week. It's been great doing this with you guys. So. Yeah, we're going to pray. Some prayer. Absolutely. Luke, you look like you're ready to pray, my guy. Yes, sir. Hit us off. Dear God, thank you for this day, Lord. And thank you, Lord, that we got to do this podcast. And I pray that it spoke to someone out there, Lord. I know it's um, challenged me. And uh, pray us, help us to um, not have pride and disobedience, Lord, but have humility and obey, Lord. And when someone asks us to do something, that we do with the humble and happy spirit, Lord. Because we know we can do that with your through your strength, God. And I thank you for everything you've done for us, God. And I pray all this in your name. Amen. Amen. See you next week.